Welcome to Mocktails, Cocktails, and Murder! Hey guys. Hello, hello, hello. Look at us. We getting it. Recording again. I know. Amazing. Hopefully this one goes smooth. (laughs) Hopefully we don't have to record it three times before it works. But we will. We'll do it for for you. (laughs) Okay. All right. You want to take a sip? The glass. It's it's one of my Christmas cups. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't put it up. It does. It does actually look bloody. It looks like blood spatter. It does. Like something Dexter would be like. Yeah. 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 What that means? Because you don't watch Dexter. I don't watch Dexter. She doesn't like the blood and gore, ladies and gents. No, like, he just is weird. I don't like Dexter. I didn't like the second Dexter, the one that just came out. Not so oh, good. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. I did not. The first one was so good. I couldn't. I should try it again. You but should try it. It's really I got good. through like half of the first episode and I was like, just don't I'm watch not the this. last episode. That's what I keep hearing, but yeah. now I want to watch the no, last episode it'll just ruin to see. It. I mean, it made it so they could do the, uh-huh. the new blood, uh-huh. but... I think they should have just left it. I don't really care for the new blood, but we'll see. Hi, tequila. Go lay down. My dog is joining us, apparently. All right, you want to take a sip? Yeah. And see if you like it. I haven't actually tried this one either. <laughs> oh. I like that. You want to take a guess what's in it? Well... From the outside, I would assume orange. Yep. The garnish always gives it away. I know. But it's so <laughs> fancy. It's so fancy. And I will say that this is hand squoze orange juice. I put my hand... I don't even have one of those like old school machines we used to have growing up. <laughs> I had to like squeeze it. Wow. That's dedication. I know. I would not have done that. Mainly because I didn't have orange juice in my fridge, but I had oranges. For the record, I have one so. of the manual orange squeezers, so if you need it um, on another drink, I'll bring it over. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I always think about it, but I don't like orange juice, typically. Oh. Fresh squeezed. I mean, not that fresh squeezed, <laughs> but fresh squeezed orange juice squeeze is really it. good. I like it. I'm not going to guess on the other because I already know. I know. So, it is, to go with the cup, it is Orange Cranberry Mimosa Holiday Mocktail. So, um, it has oranges in it, and then it has sweetened cranberry juice, and then sparkling apple cider, and then a little bit of grand cinnamon. It's really good. Is that a pinch? But I just like, bloop, bloop. <laughs> She's sprinkled with her heart, guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, I did it the way my grandma taught me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, we'll put the recipe up, but basically, it's just one ounce of the orange juice and two ounces of cranberry and apple cider, and then I doubled it because mm. that's good. There's two of us. It's yummy. It'd be um, a good kid drink too. I think the kids would like it because oh, it's apple. Yeah, and then. Um, Vodka is what we splashed on top. That would not be for the kids, but I mean, depends on what kind of I night mean, you want to have. To get them to go to sleep, I guess. <laughs> just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're not that just bad of parents. We only do Nyquil, not vodka. I'm just kidding. Melatonin. <laughs> Melatonin. It's natural. It's natural. <laughs> so, yeah, that was supposed to be the holiday one. 
but I still liked it, and so I did and it And then anyways. we didn't do any cases around the holidays, so. No. It's good. It's good. It's fine. And then I just uh, used the orange juice, citrus, and then did plain sugar around the room. It's and very cute. Fancy. It's very fancy. I like it. Yeah. Pretty simple. Okay, we'll put up the TikTok, because we have one of those now. Boop, boop. And uh, the recipe will also be in the show notes. And guess what, guys? Tashina, me, I had the case this week. Woo woo! I mean, I know you've been waiting for it because it's been forever. Months and months and months and months. A really long freaking time. <laughs> but yeah, I to get it. back in the swing yeah. of it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I didn't even, I was like, how do I even do this anymore? Sorry. Um. So I found this case. Funnily, funnily, fun. Is that a word? Funnily? I don't know. Funnily? Funner? Fun, no, funnily? no, funner is not a word. No, it is. Fun, no. It's not. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I found it on TikTok. Um, you can. Is that the one you sent me? No. Oh, okay. Too. Um, often when I'm scrolling through TikTok, I search the spooky TikToks. <laughs> I like to spook myself out. And this one came up because of a picture posted. So they just mentioned it, and I kind of was like, I need to find out more about this. So you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Here we go. (laughs) On March 25th, 2015. March 24th. No, sorry. March 24th, 2015. Which is my husband's birthday. Almost my birthday. Almost your birthday. Um, Cheyenne Antoine and Brittany Gargle, as most girls do on their way out for a night of fun, stopped and posed for a selfie. They posted it on Facebook and started their night. It would be the last photo taken slash posted of Brittany Gargle. Oh. Picture- That's always creepy. It's like, really creepy. Oh, do you ever think about that when you take a picture? Will this no, be my no. last picture? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> you, I have enough anxiety already. You search you. creepy TikToks and I think creepy yeah. thoughts. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. That's why we get to get along so well. Uh, <laughs> that picture would also hold a key piece of evidence that would help bring Britney's killer to justice. All right, let's get him. So I thought I'd tell you a little bit about who was involved. Um, Brittany Gargle is the victim, and she was born on August 31st, 1996. She had three stepsisters, and many described her as adventurous, independent, strong-willed, and outspoken. At just 16, she juggled school and two jobs. Um, She planned to graduate high school and go to college, where she wanted to get a degree in business management. She loved being around her family and loved being both outdoors and getting dressed up with and fashion. One of her best friends was Cheyenne Antoine. Cheyenne's life growing up was not, unfortunately, as traditional as Brittany's. Her parents went to the residential school schools in Canada. Um, these schools were and are known for being very abusive. They would take in indigenous children from their families and put them in Christian boarding schools where they would integrate into the Canadian culture. That was like their plan. That was what they wanted to 
to happen when they took these kids away from their families. Over 150,000 students were thought to attend these schools. Um, and the abuse in these schools were so awful, they were shut down in 1998. But not before some 3,200 to 30,000 school-related deaths happened. Deaths? Deaths. So not just like... No. Um, how did that... How? The reason there is a huge gap with those numbers is because they tried really, really hard to cover up the abuse. But how did it go? And I also think because they were indigenous, there weren't, the records weren't kept as good as they should have been. Like, But 30,000 people uh, and nobody noticed? I can't even. Um, That's insane. Cheyenne's parents attended these schools. And so. Good, Hannah. Um. There was a lot of trauma, obviously. Yeah. Um, even if they didn't have any abuse, which I can't imagine they didn't. There was probably some and then and watching it and being losing around Losing people and... that they loved, um, being ripped away from their families. It caused a lot, a lot of trauma. Being just taken away from the families would cause just trauma. Just in general. Right. Um, so they unfortunately struggled with addiction very, very young. Um, this led to Cheyenne being put into fo- into the foster care system at the age of two. Um, and she, unfortunately, never got out. At the age of 18, she aged out, and she was on her own. Um, oh, she was never, like, adopted or anything. No. Which is super, super sad. Um, <clears throat> I will say, and we've kind of talked about it before, I don't tell you this to excuse her behavior or so that we feel bad for her as an adult. Yes. I think you can feel bad for the child that the that grew into the adult that were that did the crime, but um it doesn't I, justify no. the behavior of the adults. But I but do it, think it's interesting to I think learn it also about like their history and why maybe humanly, I don't know if that's a word, but like helps us try to understand why somebody would do, would do right. whatever they did. I, like it also even though it doesn't. But right. so because of all of this, um she didn't talk about her abuse. She tried to rekindle a relationship with her mom and unfortunately at the age of 15 her mother passed away. So just another trauma onto everything generations of trauma yeah her own um so shortly after that she started using meth and i imagine just to cope with everything that's how she did meth Um, is a hard one right um i couldn't find if she stopped at all before this crime happened i imagine probably not but i don't know i couldn't find any reports that stated that she did was or was not um Okay, so now that we have a little backstory, let's go back to March 24th, 2015. Right to when they posted that selfie I talked about earlier. The first place they stopped, according to Cheyenne, all of this is according to Cheyenne, was a place called Manchester's Bar. After that, she recalled that they went to a house party and then they hopped over to a place called Colonial Pub. 
Colonial Pub and Grill, where, according to Cheyenne, this is the last location they were together. She said that Brittany asked a guy they didn't know for his lighter and then asked if he wanted to join them. Shortly after that, Cheyenne said that she got dropped off at her uncle's senior living facility called the Lighthouse. And this, she is saying that this is right around like 4 a.m., which seems really, really late slash early to be visiting somebody in in a senior facility. Don't they typically have visitation? Um, It kind of depends on what kind of facility it is. If it's just one where they have like their own apartment and they're just there. I guess, yeah. No, they don't. But I don't know. Anyway, so... Cheyenne, at some point, posted to Brittany's Facebook, quote, Where are you, Brittany? I haven't heard from you. I hope you make it home safe. I need my phone. Love you. Um, That's going to be creepy later, isn't it? Oh, it gets worse. Um, At some point, an emergency call was made that a body was found on a... I can never say this word. Rural. (laughs) A rural? Rural. Rural, rural. Out in the boonies. <laughs> Just um, change the wording. That's all I right, do in I, life. <laughs> like a, a really not very trafficked road. Um, they stated that she was cold to the touch. When police arrived, they found Brittany's lifeless body. She was laying on her back. She had no shoes on and clearly had been strangled. They at first didn't even know who she was. They knew from witness accounts that the body must have been placed between 5.20 and 5.40 a.m. They had to release pictures of her tattoos to the public in hopes that she would be identified. Ugh. Yeah. See, that's why you should get a tattoo. <laughs> they, the tattoos that they posted were um, two stars, and those were on her left hand, and then a lion was on her shoulder. They also released an image of a belt that was found by the body, hoping that between the three pictures, they would get an identification soon. Soon after, someone from the lighthouse called the police, saying that there was a woman there that had information about the victim. That woman was Cheyenne. She relayed the timeline that I mentioned above. Why didn't she call herself? I couldn't, I couldn't figure out if she called and just said that, like, I'm at the lighthouse and I know things or if somebody, if somebody, if her uncle called. Yeah. If, and if an uncle's friend, I don't know. I couldn't figure out who it was, was, but it was Cheyenne that was saying she had information. Um, she relayed the timeline that I mentioned above and her uncle confirmed the timeline over the phone. Like she handed the phone after she talked to the police, gave them the timeline. She handed the phone to her uncle. They didn't go down there? I thought that that was weird, too. And I don't know if it was just, like, the initial, was... like, okay, we've got, we know who it is. I guess if you they're trying I mean? to identify, maybe she, like, they didn't really ask. She just was kind of like, oh, yeah. and this is oh, what happened. This, this is, is where yeah. I saw her. Right. But those are her tattoos, da-da-da-da. So the officers are like, well, I'm not going to stop you. Like, right. I'm going to get the yeah. information. And then, yeah. So then she handed the phone to her uncle, and he confirmed the timeline she gave. Um, crazily, the police did their jobs. And luckily, the security cameras they checked actually didn't record over themselves and was actually (laughs) visible enough that they could tell that the security cameras at the colonial 
club and grill, there was no evidence that Cheyenne, Brittany, or Brittany's car were ever in that vicinity. So um, they were invisible yes, while they were in the bar. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen Stranger Things, I suppose. On right. CCTVs, they got a Harry Potter invisibility cloak. That's right. <laughs> Took a shot. <laughs> so then they checked the security cameras at the lighthouse, which is the, the senior living facility. Yes. And also couldn't find any footage of Cheyenne meeting up with her uncle when she said she did. Now, she's there, so they know she's there, but she said she As went... As of right now. Yeah, yeah. She said she went to her uncle's house around 4, 4.30, and there's no And there's nothing, that. even around that time. Right. Um, so, they reached out to Cheyenne's uncle again to clarify. They're like, hey, um, you sure about this? Yeah, <laughs> letting him know that they had checked surveillance and couldn't find any footage of her meeting up with him. Okay, this is your chance to tell us that you're this lying. This is like you what I tell my 11-year-old... <laughs> I'm asking you this question. Please note that 99.9% of the time when I ask you a question, I already, I already know, know the answer. answer. <laughs> it's your time to tell me the truth. So they told him that they couldn't find any footage of her meeting up with him when she said she did. The uncle very quickly revised his original testimony. <laughs> He's like, hold up, hold wait, on, did wait, I say four? <laughs> I'm at 4 p.m., just, my bad. Like, reverse scratch that kind of situation. I didn't like say which day yeah. and which four o'clock right. we were talking about. <laughs> um, he said that Cheyenne told him that her and Brittany were staying at a hotel with quote two black guys and a conflict broke out. Something over cocaine. Um, she just happened to go into the bathroom shortly after that fight and when she came out, Brittany she was, was gone. Li- yeah. No, she was lying on the bed with marks all over her neck. Oh. She then said that these two men told her she'd need to get rid of Brittany's body or she would be next. That's when she went to her uncle for an alibi. There's so much. I... The fact, like... what struck me was the fact that she pointed out that it was two black men and she is of the lineage of like persecuted people. You know what I mean? Like I thought that that was really like that, that didn't like it didn't even phase her click for her that like how, well, and there's so many holes, right? Like, yeah. So you went into the bathroom, you didn't, didn't hear, hear anything. anything. You didn't hear any struggles. You didn't hear anything. And then you come out and they're just like, Hey, that body, get rid of it. Right. Like did it, they go with you? Like, did they put a gun to your head? Right. Like, and then you're just like, hmm, should I go to the police or should I go to my uncle's? Right. Right. Guess I'm going to go to my senior uncle and be like, hey, buddy boy. Hey, let's get him in trouble too. Like, like yeah, I, it's, it's very, like, very not thought out, which I mean, they usually are. <sighs> So over the next little bit, Cheyenne was in police custody, but not for anything related to Brittany. Um, just like smaller criminal charges. Yeah. But the police officers took this time to interview her often. I mean, if you're in their custody, might as well, I guess. <laughs> she would not cooperate, and she refused to talk about Brittany's death. Um, about six months, months. After Brittany's death, she commented on the last selfie they took together. 
on that faithful night. I'm going to read it to you. Oh, boy. Quote, uh, I miss you so much, Bert. Wish heaven had visiting hours so I could come see you. But I'm so glad you came and visited me in my dreams last night. Woke up with tears in my eyes. I'm blessed to have met you and have you a part of my life. Still can't believe those last two days were going to be the last two days I got to be able to hug you, talk to you, and laugh with you. I will cherish and hold our good memories we've had over the years since grade nine until we meet again. Looking forward to that day I see you again. Say hello to my mommy up there for me. That dream felt so damn real. And you were all bubbly and happy like you always were. I love you so much, Brittany Jane, and I miss you so much. And then she does like a broken heart symbol thing. You were way too young to go. Gone but not forgotten. You were truly an angel on earth, but I guess God needed you up there. <laughs> you always believed in me, and I will make you proud, my girl. Rest in paradise, my angel. Bah. Yeah, like, I can't. I, so, I don't even know why I actually, like, fold it out, but I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah, like, I. Like, you have the audacity. Oh, yeah, like, just to, like, post that. Yeah. Because I'm assuming she's the one that killed her. I don't know. Y'all I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait. <laughs> so, here it is. I'm assuming. Let's see if I make an ass out of myself. Okay. But, so, you are more than likely the person that killed her. And then you have the audacity to be like, well, God needed you up there. No, you dumbass. You took her right. life. Right. You needed whatever you thought you needed at that time, and you were a selfish person and took someone else's life. That's what happened. Um, Anyways, that's my uh, soapbox. uh, When I read that, I was like, it's such crap. And the crappy thing is she changed the picture of the two of them to her profile pic. And it looked from, like, the comments, because it's still up, but from the comments, it took them a long time to take it down as her profile, which is, like, really, really sad. I can't imagine being the family and, like... So, like, mm-hmm. you do all of this on social media, but then, like, the off... Like, because I could get it, like, if you lost a best friend, you outpouring. Right. I yeah. mean, like, oh, my gosh. Regardless of how you lost right. your best friend. But, like... So you do this all on social media, but then with the offices, you're like, no, you can't even say her name. Like, right. don't even, we, yeah, we can't talk about, about it. it. Yeah. Already told you the five seconds that happened. Right. That's all it I'm saying. It doesn't look guilty at all. Yeah. Doesn't look weird. Yeah. Like, it's, did you describe the two men? Right. Like, besides that they were black? Right. Like, did you say that they were, like, six foot two? Right. Like. Something. Give Anything. them something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, <clears throat> but on social media, you got to check that box. Right, like, yeah, well. Oof. So a few weeks after that post, Brittany's family went to the police. A witness had come forward to them saying that the night slash morning, it was like early morning of the 25th, but, you know, they yeah. started on the 24th, early morning of the 25th. Cheyenne showed up to her house, super drunk and hysterical. She told this witness that she had hit and choked her friend in the middle of an argument. The witness said she looked outside and into the car and saw another girl who was badly beaten and slumped over. She told Cheyenne to leave because she didn't want to be a part of it. And 
she told the family and police that she originally was too scared to report this incident to police. So, I mean, this is where it gets crazy. So, over the next two years, police investigated and looked into leads. Um, one of the biggest leads was that they, they had a lead. I don't. I couldn't find why it took them so long, especially with that. It's probably I'm because talk it's about. an eyewitness, right? I think, and because she didn't come forward immediately, I think that has. Because how to do long with was it, it again? Um, when she came forward, let's see. So she posted six months after. I think yeah, six months after, and then a few weeks after that. I'm assuming this witness saw that post and was like, oh, okay, like that's enough. Like too much guilt. Yeah, yeah, like I can't. Just... Which is like so hard because like I feel like. You'd be like, come on, why wouldn't you go? You don't know where you, like, but at the same time, like, you don't know her. You don't know what this girl is capable right. of. No, she clearly I, killed somebody. Right. I mean, Or that would did something to yeah. somebody. Yeah, I don't know who you are. Right. And now, like, you came to, because she came to her place, right? Yeah. And like, it random sounds like place. they know, they knew each other. But it didn't, I could never find Probably how Probably just, like, by association yeah. or something. I, it didn't sound like they were, like, really close, but... It wasn't like she stopped at like a, a, a stranger's house. It's it, from what I could, what I read, it sounded like they knew each other. It just wasn't like they weren't like best friends. That's crazy. Yeah. So two years so later, two years later, they're still looking into leads. Um, one of the biggest leads was that they noticed that the belt that Cheyenne was wearing in that last selfie. Um, looked strikingly similar to the one found on scene. And Hmm. also the marks on Brittany's neck seemed to match. Weird. So they said... When did they notice that? Two years later? It doesn't say. (laughs) Sorry. I'm judging. I couldn't find... I couldn't find, like... I found a timeline, but it was hard to find, like, a definitive timeline of when everything happened. So it was within this two years, obviously. Um, I imagine it was probably not the picture part, but so they sent the belt off for DNA. Um, And so I imagine this part was done pretty early on in the investigation. I don't think they hold on to things like, and then decide to test it for DNA unless it's like an old, old, old case. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know Especially that they hold they, on to evidence. I know they hold on to evidence, but I think they try to test it for DNA very quickly so they can kind of get a lead on. Yeah, because when was it? It was early this is, 2015. I, yeah. So Yeah, so they they had the database by then, so they probably did. But who knows how long it took, and maybe that yeah. was part of why. So um, the DNA matching came back to having both Brittany and Cheyenne's DNA on it. Um, which was weird considering Cheyenne was wearing the belt per the picture. So Brittany's DNA shouldn't be on it. Of course, they're young girls, they're friends. There's a chance that Brittany well, they borrowed it. or danced or... Um, like, or if she borrowed it at any point, her DNA yeah. could be on it. So, but they thought it was interesting that it matched the ligatures. Um, and that it was girls. she was wearing it that night, and both that DNA matched, was on. Because you said that they knew that it matched her neck, right? Yes. So then, if let's say the two men that she right accused of, then why wouldn't their DNA be right. on it as well? Because right. it didn't say that there was any other DNA. Um, Brittany's autopsy was completed, and the cause of death 
was listed as ling ligature strangulation. Um, police started theorizing that Cheyenne strangled Brittany with this belt, but didn't have any definitive proof. So they did check Brittany's car, and there was trace evidence um, on the tires indicating that they may have driven through a ditch or a field, like long grass, different kind of dirt. It didn't say that they tried to, like, match it to, like, the area. Mm. Um, just that it seemed odd that the car had been driven through something like that. They also found Cheyenne's phone. Oh. Um, it had pictures of Brittany on it throughout the night and also connected to a McDonald's Wi-Fi about 4.30 in the morning um, of the murder. There was also more pictures was of Cheyenne. Was that by the senior home? It didn't say where the McDonald's was. Um, I imagine it was in the vicinity. And of, it was still connected. It was, yeah. 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 So um, there was also more pictures of Cheyenne and that black belt. And with all of this, Cheyenne was finally arrested and charged with second degree murder. She would not admit to the crime despite many... Um, interrogations after her arrest, but she finally took responsibility. She gave a new timeline and it is as follows. She said that they were at a house party and they were using alcohol and marijuana. She doesn't remember much after that. She said she remembers the McDonald's parking lot, which they know she was there because her phone pinged. Um, she said she remembers Brittany getting upset and taking Cheyenne's phone away, but she said she doesn't remember anything else. Her defense used her childhood, saying that something in the argument could have triggered her trauma, which would have made her snap, and that the combination of drugs and alcohol played a big part of that. Um, but, okay. But if she was a her heroin user... Meth. Meth. I don't know where I got that one from. Meth user. Marijuana is like... Chill. Vanilla, right, right, <laughs> like, yeah. I think You're the combination like, can be crazy, like alcohol and marijuana. Yeah, but and even then, like, I mean, honestly, do you think that she would say if she was doing that that she was doing that? You know what I mean? Like, sh sh her history of telling the truth I is not that great true. here. So, and unfortunately, we're only getting the story from her. Because we we can't get it from Brittany. And nobody... It doesn't sound like anybody else really came forward. Um, That's just crazy to me that, like, they're like, marijuana. And I get marijuana and alcohol can affect everybody differently. But, right. like, you're talking about right. a meth person and marijuana. That's, like, total opposite spectrums. Right. But I agree. <laughs> to each other. Um, so police used the Facebook post asking where she was and the selfie pic to establish a timeline since Cheyenne didn't remember anything. Mm. Um, she pled guilty to manslaughter saying she doesn't remember the actual strangulation itself. Um, and the prosecution wouldn't be able to prove intent to kill during the argument. So that's why they went with manslaughter. That makes sense. Because yeah. if there was like a, almost like a crime of passion right. it wouldn't be that this part Cheyenne's sentence was seven years 
Her defense attorney explained that they do sent when they do sentencing, they take into consideration a lot of things: the severity of the crime, their life circumstances. Um, it was said that the fact that she pled guilty helped her to get a lighter sentence. Yeah, which is crap. Mm-hmm. She ran those officers around for two years. She wouldn't talk to him. She gave him multiple different stories. I feel like it would be different if like. Okay, she got into an argument, she killed her friend, and, like, if she, she had, got scared, went to her uncle's house, right. whatever. Then the cops come, question her, and she was like, you know what, I done fucked up. Right. Like... Right. I, then, that like, would be different. If she played It still doesn't guilty, justify no. it. But, but like, I would then, be like, okay, okay, use that for You're sentencing. taking your responsibility. But she didn't. She only took responsibility two years, two later. years later when they had so much evidence. What was she going to do? Yeah. Like, that's the only time they ever admit. Like, I just think it's crap that they use that for her sentencing. And well, then she and, only okay. got seven years. So if, like, fine. You want to say that, like, her childhood and her trauma is part of the reason why this whole thing went down. She got triggered, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you're going to send her to prison for right. seven years, and then what? You're not going to give her help? Well, the judge has something to say about that. Oh, okay. Um, so she didn't give her own statement. Her lawyer read the following, quote, I will never forgive myself. Nothing I say or do will ever bring her back. I'm very, very sorry. It shouldn't have ever happened, unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, her, the, um, victim statement was done by her stepmother and she just talked about like how she didn't understand how that could happen that, you know, she talked about how, um, Brittany and her stepmom were just getting to a point where they were having a relationship and they were building the relationship and now they would never have that. Mm -hmm. And she also had a five-year-old stepsister and that stepsister is just was just like so confused and sad and um it was pretty rough but um after her sentencing the judge said miss antoine i sincerely hope that while you're in custody you take the time to address some of your personal issues as painful as they may be honor your friend by becoming a positive productive law abiding member of the community you owe it to her to persevere um, she will be out in 2024. And I just, I She'll think She'll be out before then. She'll be a perfect... I think it's really sad that Brittany's family and friends will never know what actually happened. Because she says that she doesn't remember. Um, anyway, I just thought it was a really really sad case i mean they were friends they've been friends since ninth grade and i think it's just scary to think that somebody that like such an integral part of your life can quickly turn like that and for me like strangulation is not like it doesn't take two seconds no you're like holding that's, down that's a, and especially like if you're not strong. Right. Like, I'm assuming she was average. That, like, doing it would be... Which one's which? So, Brittany is this one and this is Cheyenne. Yeah. Like, they're, like, the same... They're 18. They're just babies. You know They what look, I mean? like, like, about just, the same weight and yeah. height. So, like, you're not, like, over... I don't know. That just struck it's me. It's not an like, easy thing to strangulation do. Strangulation is, like, 
notoriously hard to do. And so... So she used the belt. Mm -hmm. Good, Hannah. This is... Oh, you can't see this. So she had to, like... Right, that's what I mean. Is take it's like off the belt, right, and do it, right. That's and I just oh. disgusting. Yeah, on a lot of levels. So I just just sad over like probably nothing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, nothing in the scheme of things. But anyway, so that is the case of. Brittany. That's so sad. It's really sad. I hopefully she doesn't get out early. I yeah. Well, it's so hard because it's she, like if one she gets is, out, I hope that she really does do better. You know what I mean? Because that was the other thing that struck me was like it wasn't like you just gave the runaround and you were like this perfect citizen. You were in and out of jail those whole two years. And so yeah. it's like you weren't sorry about anything. And it's not like you fixed yourself. No, and I feel like like the fake Facebook post just like I don't know, I feel like it's such a dig, you know, to the families, especially now that they know like that you were the cause of it all. Yeah. Like I just just sad. I just don't I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't like that they, like, use past history and trauma and stuff. Like, I get, like, we talked about in the beginning, but I find it very frustrating with our justice system that there's no support for that. Like, you say you acknowledge it. You say that has to do with part of how you sentence them. So you acknowledge that there is an issue with their trauma and their brain and their triggers but and then this was you just in Canada, so I think things are a little bit different. It did mention that there was like a program she was going to be doing too. So I don't know if that um is I something that will help that. I don't think I said that. I forgot. It's Saskatchewan. I'm not it's Saskatchewan. Well you said the Canada school, but oh, that's right. I, I, I just forgot. That. But either way, the United States system like is annoying in that yeah, sense too it's true that it's like oh we acknowledge but we're not gonna do anything to but we're it. just gonna put you in a cell right and hope that in 20 years when you come out you'll be better you won't anyways yeah i have a lot of soapbox no this episode it's... apparently <sighs> well so that's the case for this week the moral is don't trust nobody well and don't like mix liquor and you only need one to have a good time let's be honest okay and if you need to then if you need both of them then you shouldn't be there anyways because it's clearly not fun yeah take a little bit of a sip of a drink and that's it or take a little hit that's it you don't need more than that if you do check yourself that's it this psa brought to you by By the one and only (laughs) All right, so tell me what you think. Tell me if you feel like that sentence is fair. Um, and, yeah, so you can post that. You can, oh, my stars, I'm sorry. You can comment on our post. I know. It's, yeah, we're just looking at the comments on the post because the post is actually still up. 
Anyway, you can review us on all of the platforms. You can email us if you have a case you want us to hear. Or... Well, yeah. Yeah. Do in here. Do report. Oh, my stars. Let's try that again. <laughs> you can email us if you have a case you'd like us to report on. Um, uh, Mocktails, ma- cocktails, mara at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Instagram and Facebook are Mocktails, Cocktails, and Murder. And Twitter is MCM underscore sisters. And you have to sing it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, do it. And Tiki Talk is... Mocktails, Cocktails, Murder. So reach out and we'd love to get some ideas for cases. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing. pictures. If you make this yummy drink this week, make sure you tag us in it so we can share and comment and and i'm gonna say a trick about the drink you can also do apple juice and seltzer if you can't find apple cider there you go you heard it first okay well right stay 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 alive don't get murdered and take a drink but not with drugs Bye. (laughs) bye Hi guys, um, just a quick little something for you. I thought that this outtake was too good not to share. So enjoy. The sorry, <laughs> it bubbled. <laughs> sorry, um, I'm gonna flag that. <laughs>